0: service announcement from the Prime Minister. Hello. Uh, I um, I'm here to speak to you the uh, listeners of uh, uh, what what is this what is this uh, 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 program and uh, to say to do something that uh, uh, I have never done in my career which is apologise. I across the country Omicron is running up and down, and unfortunately, one of the great uh, chaps who uh, does this program has caught Omicron, meaning that he can't go and see this. Um, uh, What's what it called? What's it called? Uh, uh, Spider Man uh, Home No Way. And uh, so, I just wanted to say uh, that uh, there's one thing when people ask me uh, what. Uh, uh, why I've allowed uh, this virus to sweep the nation. I say this, uh, get boosted now. It's important you get boosted, absolutely boosted. And um, in order to uh, save uh, my career, uh, now, uh, back to the two um, uh, chaps who uh, uh, do this uh, 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 great, great program. Uh, over to you, uh, gents. Okay, I think that was alright,
1: wasn't it? Yes. (laughs) Uh, Jesus Christ, I gave you flashbacks. Uh
0: (coughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like reliving the first lockdown all over again. (laughs) But yeah, uh,
1: so dear listeners, uh, in case you didn't catch what the joke was about, I have graciously <laughs> caught um, COVID, which means I can't, in good conscience, because I could, but not in good conscience, go see a Spider-Man No Way Home, at least until the 20-something. Mm-hmm. So today is going. To, we're going to be doing sort of like, not so speedy run, but kind of also a quick review of Spider-Man Into mm-hmm. the Spider-Verse. And the reason we're bringing this up is, I mean, it's not a live-action film, it's technically an animated film, but within the overall Spider-Man franchise, is kind of relevant mm-hmm. to the plotline. And yeah, I too distinctly remember going to see this film. And I remember thinking this is easily one of the greatest films I have ever seen. Kind of captured the essence of what Spider-Man is about by staying true to almost the animated format. And they had a lot of comic book references within it, including like text on screen, the Mm, way like mm. the uh, coloring was done, the sliding panels all of that, it was like watching a comic book being animated and it was beautiful and Mm -hmm. it was brilliant. Mm -hmm. But going into the actual essence of the film, which are the things that I still appreciate now, it told a story of Spider-Man in a way that brought you front and center to some of the real concerns about what Spider-Man would have been going through. I mean, we did talk about this in like the Andrew Garfield one and the Tobey Maguire Mm -hmm. one and even in the Tom Holland Mm -hmm. one, like what it is like to be Spider-Man. And I think centering it on this character which is amazing for so many reasons and i will get into it Mm -hmm. because that's what this podcast is about but getting Mm -hmm. into what made this character so amazing was that it sort of centered spider-man it's kind of like out of context but also in context i don't know how to put it like Mm spider-man in my own consciousness has always been this like teenage young white boy that's from new york that definitely not really well to do he's not like a middle class person as we've seen in all the films yes. prior yeah. and so but it took that narrative and it inserted it in a slightly different individual that from a socioeconomic perspective would be kind of the same but also not identical And it grappled with some mm. of the other issues around the identity of Spider-Man compared to like the intersections of other identities that this person may have had. Because I think maybe one of the things that we kind of may not realize that we do is that there is a defaultism to the white male protagonist character in terms of like, they're almost Mm -hmm. like a blank slate that nothing else is going on with. So if you insert Spider-Man into this person's life, it just becomes, okay, this is their thing. But I think Mm -hmm. with Into the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales as a character clearly had so many other things about his identity that were almost foregrounded from the very beginning of the film. That like, these are the things that I consider to be true to me. You know, this is the community that I want to be and this is the life that I want to have. And then contrasting that against this idea of like being this hero of the people of which what you consider to be the people is so different mm.
0: based on who you
1: are I think there was actually an explicit reference to that like these are my people or something like that and you know being the, this hero of the people what does that mean when your idea of identity and personhood almost seems removed from this new idea that you are trying to grapple with and I think by virtue of having something to contrast against we kind of really got to see what's being spider-man could be like to somebody who already had a strongly invested sense of identity. That was kind of what I got from that, and even from the Mm -hmm. reviewing that we did kind of recently. Mm -hmm. But I'll just hand it over to you now so you can give your own perspective on this.
0: Well, I didn't see this in the cinema. I'm not really sure why. I think it popped up and I was a bit like, oh, that Spider-Man animated film after all the live-action ones. So I, I sort of ignored it. And I really regret it because when I finally sat down to watch it, like you said, it's a pure visual feast. I mean, like all the various references to the comic book lore, these multiple narratives, the different Spider-Men, the fact that they were able to bring together so many disparate animated styles as well. But like you said, this idea of identity and the various layers of identity are riven throughout the film. Identity around race, around gender, uh, ideas of you know selfhood you have all these various different perspectives that are what's the word converging on Miles Mm. um, from different direction his father his uncle the various spider men um, and what they expect of him spider people I just spider peep sorry sorry spider people (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i think that uh but i think watching it the first time i was so blown away i thought it was absolutely incredible and i'd heard stuff like people saying oh this is the greatest spider-man film of all time even one of the greatest films of the last 10 years yeah and thinking oh this is kind of hyperbolic you know or whatever but actually the first time i watched it i was absolutely blown away uh yeah. so yeah i can't wait to sort of dive into it a little bit more really
1: yeah so diving into it a little bit more Beyond the origin story of Spider Man, because all of them said, Well, I was a blah blah blah, then I got bitten by a spider, then this and that, then and, and mm. that the other. Because it was looking at that Spider Verse idea, it was the first time it actually entertained the concept that every Spider Man film we've seen so far has just been a different Spider Verse. Mm,
0: mm, mm. You know, yes.
1: because we had the Tobey Maguire version, which was different from the Andrew Garfield version. And I think within this film, it kind of made it explicit that the Spider Man story has happened multiple times in different Spider Verses and so i mm-hmm. think when i watched this it actually made me think oh you know what we've had like three different people play spider-man but from the frame of reference of what we're getting into the spider-verse we can understand those three films which we've reviewed so far as three spider verses because mm-hmm. none of those characters is necessarily contiguous with the next one and i think we get this understanding going into the spider-verse as well which is like all the spider people that come from all the different multiverses are just different people for which the spider-man narrative happened to however the consequences on them and within the world that they happen to live in at the time were, yes, s- were yeah. different. And so you end up with different iterations of Spider-Man, which is what we've seen in all the films so far.
0: Yeah, to use an um, a expression from that game, Bioshock Infinite, you have mm. constants and you have variables. Yeah. And I think that the story very much, and in some ways it can be quite subtle, realise that there, there's a, a sort of Spider-Man meta-narrative.
1: Yeah.
0: And So what's interesting for Miles is that he has elements of the same story there. Obviously yeah. he's bitten by a spider. What I found interesting watching it this time was the fact that the uncle, Aaron, mm. very much plays the Uncle, uncle ben. ben role. Yeah, exactly. But he's, there's a whole storyline there yeah. that's very interesting as well. And yeah. you can even say has, has multiple layers to it. Yeah. Um, and Miles is mm. a very
1: interesting character in the sense that one, mm. he is a person who's already grappling with a sort of like problematized identity to begin with. So he is a black kid with an interest in things that have been associated with black people within an American urbanized narrative, things like graffiti art and hip hop music and stuff like that. And he is sort Mm -hmm. of taken out of that world where he sort of has created and built this identity for himself and transplanted into this other prep school world on account of his intelligence, which... I don't know if this is expressly referenced in the film, but we can use like the real-life narrative of... It's like it's seen as an anomaly, what is essentially a working-class ethnic background thrown into this prep school that is predominantly white or Asian, yes, because yeah. I don't think I saw any other black character within that school. So he was thrown nice. into this school where he's supposed to sort of assimilates mostly within the domain of his intelligence and nothing else because there's nothing else about his identity that resonates and so he definitely mm. sees himself as this outsider and mm. so there is that aspect of identity that he's grappling with which I think the beginning of the film really really explores and that's one of the reasons mm. why he keeps going back to his uncle because I think his uncle in that sense is the one person who sort of like appreciates and validates that dimension of his identity because his father doesn't. Mm, you know, his father is no, like, you know, no, you, no, you no, must no, go no. out and be, you know, you must make something of yourself. Do not waste this um, opportunity and so on. His yes, mom is a little yeah. more understanding as to like his emotions, but might not just really be able to connect to the things that he is really interested in. And so he has this uncle figure to rely on, of which the uncle figure himself ends up being a, another complex figure because he turns out to be, you know, But within the domain of understanding and validating Miles' identity is the main go-to person for him. So Miles is, you know, you have that domain of identity already going on, that identity struggle happening with this character. And then you now slap Spider-Man on top of that. yes (laughs)
0: yes <laughs> and, <laughs> Th- thrown into the mix yeah 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 Yeah,
1: and i think that to me is what made like mars morales a very interesting character to watch because there's obviously that identity struggle but also how he assimilates all those identities by the end without necessarily hmm. seeing them as mutually exclusive i think was my favorite thing about the film because even his version of spider-man carried domains of the stuff he liked like it was a spray-painted suit you know, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and I thought that that was really cool. And um, I think the real thing that Into the Spider-Verse to me captured about the Spider-Man narrative was actually examining Spider-Man as an identity, which mm. is something that has been touched a little bit in all the other films before this. But in all the other ones, it seemed almost like Spider-Man was an obligation.
0: Yes, you know yeah. it's like
1: with with great power comes great responsibility etc etc and you have this version of spider-man that's like okay yeah i have this power but really me really like
0: mm, i'm mm, just th- i'm just
1: this mm, kid you know i don't think i can even be like the real spider-man and that raises that question of what even is the real spider-man because yes, i think he gets yeah. that idea of a challenge when he meets all these other spider people who will have a different, you know, take on what being Spider-Man is. And I think to some extent, that exposure to other Spider-People gives him the courage to acknowledge that he can be his version of Spider-Man without necessarily trying to be Peter Parker's version of Spider-Man. It's kind of like almost throwing Peter Parker as an entity instead of as just a background on which Mm. the true identity of Spider-Man can be found. Does that make sense? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that because the films often center on the issues that being Spider-Man is for the person beneath the mask. I mean, that's where you can make, I guess, an emotional connection. Yeah. And I think what Into the Spider-Verse does in its expansive way is to try and say, well, look there's not a set idea of what spider-man is that meta-narrative can be bent and so on there are some like you said key constants key principles perhaps but even those are not so encompassing so for example with miles it doesn't become a division between his family Mm. and his his sense of moral duty he does manage to to sort of straddle both Mm. I think what the film I think just sort of listening to you and talk about it is just how intelligently they use the whole concept of the multiverse the ideas of various strands and uh, narratives you know almost like the splintering from a central point to say that there isn't just one set idea or one set identity there's just so many different parts of it and of course that you're going to rub up against other versions that are going to have an impact on you and you on them so what i i really liked is the fact that the Peter Parker that he gets who's helping him out, the mental figure, is just an absolute mess. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) It's just Peter B, Mm. which I just love. (laughs) Peter B uh, is someone who's made all these various errors in his own life. It hasn't Mm. gone hunky-dory and actually the post... Spider-Man 3 if you like uh, whatever timeline we're sort of following here has actually been a bit disastrous yeah. uh, he's broken up he, he's uh, he got TGI Spideys which I think <laughs> is great so uh, but then by the end of the film he has learned something as well mm. uh, yeah it's just I think from that perspective thinking about identity making it so meta Mm. With the references to the comic books, the various different artistic styles that blend yeah. into each other, uh, the recalls and repeats of the in the narrative itself yeah. can only lead you to uh, explore that it's not all about one singular thing. I also liked the fact that the film dabbles in, it makes references to like Great Expectations, and yep. then the fact that his early journey is that. You know, who am I in the midst of all these things? Yeah. And how am I going to reconcile the already existing things on my life? And I love the fact that the background of the film in a way is, is also pushing these things forward, like the division between the uncle and the dad. Yeah, I think Aaron says, you know, your dad decided to become a cop. Mm. I imagine that becoming, you know, being a black man and becoming a cop in you know, New York City that they, you know, you're never really sure what what has passed between them. Yeah. So there's all these various tensions running there throughout as well. But yeah, I just like the various nuances of it. I like that not everything was being just shoved in your face. I love the fact that other things were left for you to, to reflect upon and were in the film, written into the film itself, In mm. a, you know, with, with degrees of, as I say, subtlety and nuance.
1: Mm. Pivoting from Miles as like a main character, I also like Mm -hmm. the fact that this movie almost acts like a sort of weird web that connects all the other films that we've seen so far which i kind of appreciate because it had so many moments within it that are clearly explored and extracted and sampled from the other films so it's well, i
0: think the i think the beginning is very explicit in connection to maguire because yeah. they have that thing where they're like oh i saved a bunch of people and then i did this sort of dance yes you know, we don't exactly. really talk about that and you're like you know that's yeah, why I'm that free. Is, <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Because, yeah, because when they showed that scene where he stopped like the train with the webs and everything, I was like, okay, so this is all like Tobey Maguire's version. And mm. yeah, and so it's like, that's what I mean by they use this film to connect the other ones. Yes. And yeah. I thought that was really cool because that gives us a really, really good reference point for this new film that we're getting.
0: Mm, 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 mm. Because if you think mm.
1: about it, what we've gotten from the trailer of Spider-Man No Way Home is that... Doctor Strange is essentially going to explore the multiverse to find a version of reality where Spider-Man's identity has not been compromised. But the idea of the multiverse that we really got to have front and centre was from Into the Spider-Verse. So that's why I think that this mm-hmm. film was an important one to touch on if we are going to be exploring the upcoming one.
0: Yes, yeah. I'd also say, um, coming back to Into the Spider-Verse, is that this is an incredibly funny film. Yes. Uh, it... As I say, it's a rare experience that you go and see something or you watch something, and you've got a fascinating kind of internal core—the story, the uh, the particular moral, emotional, social identity struggles of the character. Yeah, a soundtrack that's really good as well. That I think does sort of percolate with um, various bits of. I mean, you've alluded to uh, Miles's identity and yeah. so on. So that's yeah. kind of like thrust throughout the film. And I think some incredible sequences, that that bit where he finally does put on the suit yeah. and I think the song works, you know, yeah. what's up danger. Yeah. And then um, when he's floating above, uh, no, for below the city that he's actually above, I thought it was just incredible. Yeah. But then the last thing is just the humour the yeah. jokes uh, even as I say you know <laughs> what's coming seen it two or three times the jokes are really really good yeah. it's a very funny funny film and uh, if you want to speak about the various sort of spider uh, spider people that come through yeah. I love Nicolas Cage's yes. Spider-Man noir he? <laughs> <laughs> he's like I burn matches down so I can feel something <laughs> <laughs> and then my other favourite line and I laughed at this time when I saw it is when he has the Rubik's Cube. Yes. Of course, you've got all these various different colours. I don't understand this thing, but I think that one day I will. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, Spider Ham, which is just such a throwback to looney tunes and yes and when i first heard about this i thought this cannot work this just seems silly you've got these various different styles you've got an anime person you've got something from looney tunes how is this going to work and, and it, does. it the, does the final <laughs> bit with spider ham is just brilliant peter porker yeah <laughs> <Come on. laughs> so it just as a, as a film that's playing with so many different elements uh, trying to to do this multiverse thing, which I think could be such a, you know, you, you just get lost, or you could just completely unbalance things. It could mm. just, it doesn't really work, um, or it might not work. I think it was just, uh, it was phenomenal for that. And then I yeah. suppose only the last thing I would say is, I think the the way which they did Kingpin, who yes. obviously is part of the great pantheon of um, bad guys, uh, Spider Man villains, yeah. it's just incredible in this. The visual style of it, he's this block (laughs) of pure black on the screen. Um, And just so, it's really threatening. I mean, when he kills, spoiler warning, Spider-Man in the first, like, what is it, 20 minutes of the film? Yeah. You're just, oh my God, (laughs) this is a real threat. But they even give him, a very like very slightly sympathetic backstory. He's lost yeah. his wife and kid in because of his criminality. Yeah. And Prowler, mm. I think, is such a brilliant villain as well. The mm. the music with that that sort. New, of, new. No, no. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm gushing about it. <laughs> I know, but that's what I mean by like it would have
1: been sacrilegious to have a review Spider-Man films no, without know. reviewing this one. And I guess maybe it was just happenstance, or like we just took advantage of the situation that we didn't just mm. jump into the next film because that's what would have been releasing yeah. today.
0: Yeah. Once you've seen it, No Way Home, it'd be very interesting to talk about how these two, as multiverse Spider-Man films, compare. How they compare. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not saying anything.
1: Of course. <laughs> and I don't expect you to, but that's, that becomes our release for next week, I guess. So yes, that's yeah. a really good segue to the end of this podcast. So join us next week when we are going to be reviewing and releasing uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. It should be a blast, so you, I think.
0: Yeah, sorry? Can I just ask then, are you absolutely sure that you weren't bitten by a spider? I may have
1: been bitten by a spider, but I don't think it has anything to do <laughs> how, with...
0: How have you started climbing up the walls and stuff?
1: <laughs> Hold on, let me check. It's not sticking. It's not sticking. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So, uh, join us next week. This has been... Seven days of Spider-Man leading up to what I still consider to be the greatest Spider-Man film. and uh, Yeah,
0: I think I think this is hands down the best one.
1: Yeah, I guess you'll end up with nine days of Spider-Man then. Ah well. Hmm. If you're sick of it, imagine how we feel. So, join us! <laughs> <laughs> join us next week. Okay, this has been Iman James for Even More Eyes and we'll talk to you next time. Or talk yep. at you. Signing maybe. out. Okay, signing out. <laughs>